Yes, hello. I am James Rowlands, and today it's the Dublin R503, or it's the Christmas special 2023, or even better than that, you can tell I'm excited, it's the ninth annual Dublin R Wars. Yes, I have been doing this shit for nine years, but I'm ready today, and I'm not alone. I've had a pleasure to be joined by the entire Dublin R team inside the Christmas cottage, ladies and gentlemen. Up first by my side for every WWE and AEW show, it is the fantastic Jaxie Scarlett. How's it going, Jaxie? Merry Christmas. Hello. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to everyone out there listening. How are we doing today? Happy Friday. Happy last day of working day of the year, maybe, for some. Yeah, fuck them. Well, I mean, we're here, aren't we? You know, I've locked everybody in now (laughs) till after Well's End. So I'm just looking forward to Christmas. But again, you know, I should say seasonal cheer and everything like that. But you excited for the holidays, Jaxie? Uh, I'm more excited about the time off than the holidays. Like, I think I'm just very burnt out uh, just sort of overall uh, this year. So definitely just looking forward to a bit of relaxation time with my family. Um, and yeah, just having some time off, really. What about you? Well, it's the yeah, same, really. Yeah. Like I said. I love spending it with my family, so uh, we're going to get into it anyway. So get yourself a drink, sit by the fire. There's a good seat there before Monty gets here. Uh, up next, our resident NXT expert and New Japan deity is, of course, Monty. How's it going, man? Doing good, doing good. Looking for the Hennessy, the tequila, whatever you have to own. own it. You know, that's usually what I do at this time of year. My first, first, first holiday season. With my lovely daughter. So it's special, special. But at the same time, I'm not really a holiday person. So I've been trying not to, you know, be the Scrooge around the house because I don't really care that much about it. But I agree 100% with you guys earlier. The time off is definitely needed. <laughs> yeah. And, and as you said before we started, Christmas not really for children. So I appreciate the fact that you've left uh, your child <laughs> and your wife at home to come to the cottage and get drunk. So, yeah. I mean, that is how, how unselfish of you to just drag me away from my very young family. So, yeah, yeah this is what? thanks. Thanks a lot. For that. <laughs> I didn't, didn't hear you arguing. But anyway, I'll take your coat. You can sit down. Uh, <laughs> I needed a break. I needed a break. Yeah, no, no, no. Last but by no means least. Well, think of your fellow man. Lend him a helping hand. Put a little love in your heart. You see it's getting late. Oh, please don't hesitate. Please put a little love in your heart. And the world will be a better place. And the world will be a better place for you and me. Just wait and see. It's Gina. And a question I've got to ask you. Have I put a little love in your heart this year? Um, yeah. Do you know what? I'll say, you, you know, you thawed the icy heart quite a little, little dent. We can say that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, especially when you go, uh, I know that you're genuine about it. <laughs> That's what I appreciate. <laughs> Merry Christmas, team. Uh, can I'm you so tell good. we've all been drinking? I don't know. I don't know if you can or not. I think we'll be all right. I've been helping myself to the tequila as well. So I'm passing the bottle to Mon- Monty. Well, it is Christmas. I mean, Gina, do you like Christmas or do you hate it like Monty? Um, I don't dislike it, but I will admit I've had better Christmases. So, um, 
usually I am a Christmas person, but this year, again, just like Monty and my sister said, I just want the time off and the, and the break. So it's just been a bit of a rough year. So let's let's say next Christmas I'm going to be, you know, even even brighter. But yeah, this Christmas is chilled. About that, well, we're all here now, and like we said, we have got the ninth annual Dubbing Our Awards, which we are gonna do. Uh, but hang on a minute, what's that sound? Can everybody hear that? No, it's just you. <laughs> Am I having a stroke? Can anybody else hear that? I mean, oh, 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 oh. you describe it. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! <laughs> oh, wait a minute. It's Santa, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, with no expense spared, Santa Claus oh, showed dude. up on the WNL podcast. I mean, Monty, I can hear the shock in your don't voice. You have, don't you have things to do? <laughs> it's a very busy time of year for you, you know? What are you doing Look, here? He's not, he's not going to talk because Santa, at the moment, you can't talk, can you? Yeah, he's nodding his he head. Just like, yeah. He just <laughs> we like, we can all see him. Did he just stop by for a shot? Should we pour him a shot? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah pour, pour a shot for Santa. Come on, it'd be rude. No eggnog here. This is straight tequila, my brother. Yeah, yeah. straight tequila. But again, what a bulging sack you have, Santa. So sure, oh. you've got a few presents for us. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, no, no problem. Um, yeah, yeah, you take and... that package again. Yeah, I'm going to take it. Go on. Ah. Should I get my knee, Santa, and take it? Please don't we'll unwrap right. it here, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got. Well, no, I love. No, I can't, Santa. I can't come with you. I really can't. He wants to take me to London, ah. and girls. You see, that's the problem. But no, I've got. I mean, feel free to if you want. Honestly, it's absolutely fine. Like, you know. No, he wants to take me up the shaft. How, do you, how does he deal it. with the elevation? Not, not this I time of year. You know? I, I know, I know, it's crazy. Well, okay, anyway, boys. He's hired me. Gonna, Santa's going to go. He's going to go now. He's had enough. So, um, bye, Santa. And don't forget Thank your sleigh bells. What a prank. Right, don't forget your sleigh bells. Go on, go on, go take it. The shaft needs to scared him. Get him out of here. He's not really, he's not a true drinker. Right? Well, there's Santa. And we... I, I don't know about you guys, but it seems a bit of a prick to me. Like, <laughs> yeah, lie. definitely. I mean, he's Eight not hole. he's not driving tonight. He's got like his little, you know, chauffeurs, so don't see why he can just, you know, yeah. do a shot. Disrespectful, man. He didn't want to take my carrot. I don't know why. Um. Anyway, uh, we're going to segue perfectly from that into <laughs> our next thing. Which is the WNR Awards. But before we start the 2023 version, let's go back quickly to just 2022. And there's just a couple of things to talk about. Uh, and of course, every time we do the awards, we have the one to watch. So I just want to see how the one to watch throughout the year went. Uh, do you guys remember any of your picks from last year? Because <laughs> I sure as shit didn't. Absolutely. Nope, I have no clue. No, I don't remember. All right, so we'll start with Jaxie, because that's always good. Uh, your one to watch was Hook. So what are your thoughts on that? That's not yeah. bad, is it? 
I mean, that's actually not bad. He's had a few prominent matches throughout this year that really has kind of put him a lot more on the radar. Uh, you know, I think that it, it still holds true that he's still there's still more to come, but he's so very young and he is gaining a lot of exper- experience right now with where he's at. So I think that still holds true. It might not be, you know, to an elevated height, but that's why they're a one to watch, you know? Yeah, without shadow of a doubt. I agree with that. Good pick. Monty, you picked Roxanne Perez. And I don't know if this is pre her title win ah. early on in the year, but it's not really worked out for her afterwards. But again, it started off pretty good, though. You know, yeah, yeah. Started off good, but yeah, went off the rails. Uh, my pick was Solo, uh, Sakawa, obviously. Um, again, he's the next chief. I think it was a pretty obvious yeah, pick last year. I think the year before I'd gone for Sam Gradwell, who'd been released. So I think last year I was just like, oh. look, let's <laughs> go with someone that's definitely not going to happen yeah. with. <laughs> uh, and Gina, you're one to watch. This was great. Jungle Boy. <laughs> well, wow. that was a whisper in the wind, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that shot to yeah. shit, didn't it? Thanks, CM Punk. Punk was one to watch. Since Wembley, too, by the way. Thanks, Jack like... Terry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Brad, it's not even you're Jack one Terry. to watch since you saw him. <laughs> right. One to watch is more kind of like, you know, where to find now, because we don't know where to find him. Is he the yep. devil? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. 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 something here. <laughs> Let's remember that, Monty, because that might be a that might be a very good like prediction right there. You never know. All right, Gina. Overall, rest of the year last year, and you talk about my bias. Your pick was Ricky Starks. (laughs) (laughs) There's no shock there, is there? Really? (laughs) No, No, there's not. The same with Jaxi, whose overall wrestler was Akada. Again, girls, you know. They're more than just meat, all right? Listen, I have no shame. shame. The thirst is real. I was going to say, I don't know who (laughs) who else you expected me to pick. If I chose anyone else, I would have just been flooded with the word traitor, you know? So it's just there there was no other pick. And besides, Uh, let's not not head over here for Drew McIntyre. So let's, I let's I not go, go down that route. I didn't go McIntyre last year, actually. Yeah, well, you might not have. You might not have, but I guarantee he's in a lot of your previous picks and possibly this year's picks. That's my prediction right there. Oh, we shall but see, shall we? Come on, then. Then we shall. <laughs> but before... <laughs> Monty, who was your wrestler of the year? We started before we've even begun. But Monty, who would you think you picked as wrestler of the year last year? I don't know. Roman? I don't remember. Osprey. <laughs> Will Ospreay, oh, the same yeah, as me. Oh, yeah, definitely. That was our overall wrestlers. And you know what? I'm stupid because, never mind, I'll explain it later. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I think it's the same as me <laughs> this year, but we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it, there's no doubt. You uh, find so William think... William attractive, right? So, you know, we're, we're there's more than meat. <laughs> <laughs> I pick He's more wrestlers. than a piece of meat. And I've picked my wrestlers this year in order of attractiveness. So, you know, we're going to ah. see a lot, you know, maybe. Oh, wow. Maybe less Some of lookers. Either. You know, I'm just, I'm just saying, <laughs> just saying, nothing wrong. <laughs> so let's get right into it then, because we have. 
got a few awards. I think it's 23 now. I'm not sure. Uh, I should really look, but hey. So it's time for the ninth annual WNR Awards. Da, 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 da. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Should I go round again? No, I shouldn't. We spent a lot of money on that. So again, you know. <laughs> yeah, like that's 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 <laughs> <laughs> we're here. We are. We are ready, uh, and we're going to start as we always do. I think with uh, quite an easy one because we've got all the good ones, as everybody knows. You know, match overall, wrestler pay per view, and all this kind of stuff. But we're going to start with entrance of the year. I feel. Uh, who wants to start us off, Monty? Do you want to start with entrance of the year? All right. Well, uh, I. I, in this one, I did pick one, but I have to do an honorable mention uh, for Swerve Strickland. I do want to want to shout out to him, but and his interest because I do feel like it's a vibe around that. You know, he doesn't he doesn't do anything special. But my interest of the year, it's kind of a late bloomer because it wasn't here this whole entire year. But it, it has to be Trick Williams to whoop that Trick chant, the environment Booker T's ad libs. I just every time Trick come out now, it's just I'm looking forward to it. And it's just always an awesome moment. I think that's a big catalyst to why Trick Williams has became what he's currently, like he's literally the number one contender now for the NXT Championship. And a lot of that has to do with the way his interest, the interest music and everything, how it evolved and goes right in line with the chant that got him over with the NXT audience. Yeah, I think that's an excellent pick and an excellent way to start us off. Jaxie, what about you for entrance of the year? Um... Yeah, I've kind of gone, uh, got a, also got a shout out for Swerve's uh, entrance with the dancers at Fulger. Um Again, thought that was brilliant. However, I continue to get extremely excited when all the lights go out and House of Black are coming out. Um, I still can't get over that entrance. I feel like without doing anything but turning out the lights, they command my attention and my eyes are going straight to my, my screen waiting to see them appear and every time they do come out there's a certain impact you know um and they still get me every time so i i've gone with house of black again yeah excellent choice gina what about you for entrance of the year um i actually have just put swerve's entrance at full gear as my favorite so i'm gonna go with it yeah no i've gone for a literal just an entrance nothing happened after this entrance but I had to go for it because it was CM Punk's return at Survivor Series. That <laughs> the entrance he made is one of the biggest returns of the year and probably ever. So to actually hear that entrance music and see him come out was a hell of a moment. But I think all good choices there. Uh, we go to commentate of the year. And Jack C, who's your commentator of the year? Um, I've gone with Tony Schiavone. Um he's just He's just bubbly. He's so bubbly. Uh, he really is just great on commentary. He's got a good working relationship with all the other commentators and works well with them, as well as all of the wrestlers. Um, his continuous banter with with individual wrestlers, whether or not it's Britt, Adam Cole, or even Tony Storm um, recently on Dynamite, 
Tony Storm joining them on commentary. I have to give her a shout out for just commentary of the night to say, but the conversations that was flowing between Tony and uh, Tony and Tony were just brilliant. So uh, Tony Schiavone for my pick. Yeah, I think uh, Tony's one of my shout outs as well. Uh, Gina, who's your commentator? Um, I've gone with the same. Uh, for some reason, I just feel like Tony Schiavone is like my granddad. So whenever like somebody's mean to him, I, I'm like mad. And to be fair, I absolutely love some of his facial expressions. So like even like recently when he was, had to read something out that Christian had sent through, like his facial expressions are that of just a really disappointed dad. And being one of four girls, trust me, I've seen that disappointed dad face quite a lot so yeah, a certain enjoyment out of his facial expressions um and again every time something happens to him i just want to rage and punch someone in the face so yeah tony for me monty i'm worried that maybe we've gone for the same commentator but i'm not 100 sure so who is your commentator here well uh, it's funny that you asked these questions two times in a row my favorite commentator, the uh, commentator of the year, and I, I love the Shivani pick. He's like a Swiss Army knife, you know. He's just mm. he's useful. It doesn't matter who you put him with. But and and I want to give a shout out to his partner too because they're like my favorite team in wrestling right now, and that would be the NXT team with Vic and my pick Booker T. Booker T has just gave a whole entire new life to NXT commentary. I love what Wade Barrett is doing on uh, has been doing on Raw and uh, and what he was doing in NXT, but. Uh, it's just, and I'm not to even say that, that one is better than the other, but Booker T, man, he just cracks me up. He says something hilarious or he forgets something. He butchers someone's name. Like, it's just great. He does something every episode that I watch that's, that I'm going to rewind and be like, what did Booker, t- Booker say? Or I'm going to be chuckling my butt off. Booker T is like literally one of the highlights of NXT. And uh, it's just, again, he's just been awesome. I, I never, I always liked his commentary, but again, I feel like in this environment with a lot of the talent that you may not know much about and all of that, he really, uh, him and Vic does a great job, do a great job together, but he just really shines, in my opinion, in this role. Yeah, I mean, when he called him Little Joe Coffee, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's every, right. every week it comes out. Uh, it's first it's of- always something, man. Got to say, like I said, Tony Schiavone, fantastic. Uh, Wade with Michael Cole as well. Vic Joseph. Credit to Impact with uh, Drama King, Matthew Raywald, yeah. and of course, Matthew Hannigan now, or whatever he's called, you know. Um, like I said, brought a real voice there. But yeah, Booker T, I think, has got to be commentator of the year for me. Up next, and we struggled this throughout nine years, and I think might have proved maybe a little bit this year. Manager of the year. So, Gina, who are you going to go for as manager? Um, I think I'm definitely going with Prince Nana. Prince Nana has not only boosted Swerve every time he comes out, he's boosted himself, not even meaning to, by coming up with the dance that he now does coming out for Swerve. And then to the point that Swerve actually had trained choreographed dancers coming out to then do the this dance that Prince Nana did, you know? And again, right now, Swerve is quite hot in AEW and I think Prince Nana being showcased with him is is one of the best things that's happening on AEW TV. Yeah, I would have to agree with you there. Uh, Monty, are you the same? 
Yeah, I think it's been a tough year for uh, managers. I mean, like, honestly, the only other person I could even think of was Paul. And I was like, I can't give it to Paul again. You know, nothing's really changed. So I'm like, yeah, it definitely has to be Prince. Prince, nah, nah. Uh, like, you, like you mentioned, he's changed the way. Not only help, he's he's added to Swerve's package completely. And, you know, Swerve been killing it in a lot of ways. And I think, nah, nah. Usually when you put a manager up here, you think about promos. You think about uh, interfering in matches and stuff, but it's crazy to me that he got so popular just by going out there dancing, having fun to a very catchy tune. So, yeah, man, I think everything that you guys just mentioned is uh, a, a perfect reason for why Prince Nana is the manager of the year. Can I just say, like, Prince Nana hasn't actually gone for a meal around Swerve's house. I know they went around Paige's house, but they've not had a meal with his kids, you know. So I think, you know, <laughs> if you're a real manager like Mr. Stone, uh, but in all seriousness, I mean, Jaxie, <laughs> what about what about you, Jaxie? You the same? Um, yeah, I want to give a, sh- a special shout out to Alex Abrahandez. Um, he- he's got to be one of the best hype managers, hype men for Penta, for Commander, for Ray Fenix, even for Bing Kingo. Um, so I have to give a shout out to Alex because he never ceases to like get the crowd going consistently you know actually adding to you know matches even in his own little special ways and he's always the best sort of like hype a a lot like nana um in all of their entrances um he gives he gives off that energy you know um but ultimately my manager of the year is prince nana for all the same reasons he's absolutely killed it not only has he elevated uh swerve but he's really kind of made himself into you know a, a character that the the audience are loving in its own right you know um so i gotta give him credit for that yeah i've been a clean a clean sweep across the board there for prince nana manager of the year up next promo and i did struggle a little bit because i know there's been a few good promos this year but mine only goes back so far so my promo of the year is between cm punk and seth rollins on raw because the, the animosity and just everything that was going on there was perfect for kind of resting promo. Can I remember anything that was really said? Probably not, but just see those two guys like face-to-face <laughs> was an incredible moment for me. I know you're laughing, Monty. Who's your choice then? Yeah, uh, again, it was like you mentioned, it's tough. Promos are always tough to kind of recall, especially if you're going off word, but word for word. But I believe Cody gave a great awesome promo to Sami Zayn before Sami Zayn's title match where he kind of pumped him up. He had a great one before his match with Roman. And I think Osprey had two awesome ones, one before Wrestle Kingdom that was really passionate and another one against Jericho, uh, which was also awesome. So I just wanted to, that's basically what I have to give. I can't really choose one, but those are the ones that stick out in my mind. Uh, Jaxie, what about you for promo? Okay, so Bear with me, but I did also have a, a, a few. Um, first of all, my number one pick really was going to be uh, Becky Lynch uh, and Trish Stratus uh, just before their still cage match. Um, it, like All I mainly remember is Becky saying something along the lines of, uh, when I get you in inside the still cage, Trish, I won't make you get on your and knees and bark like a dog, but I will make you my bitch. Woof, woof. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so, like, that to me really stuck out. Week on Dynamite, M- MJF and Swerve had such a moment that got me 
all kinds of hype. And I didn't actually think that I was going to change my answer so quickly, but I did. So that one really is at the top, but I do need to also kind of real quick point out a couple others that I really, really liked, which is Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso at the Media Scrum. You can't beat that. That was brilliant. All of it. Um, and also, um, I just need to give LA Knight a bit of a shout out to the uh, the suffering succotash line that he did to Roman because that was. <laughs> yeah. I just can't. I I could not stop laughing at that. So yeah, but, but my my top moment right now, I have to say, is MJF and Swerve's recent promo on Dynamite. If you haven't seen it yet, just go and at least watch that promo because that was all kinds of hype for a potential. Uh, Gina, what about you? Um, so my promo, I just have the one written down is Ricky Starks to MJF. Um, he, I actually had to go back and check it out because he actually said to him, you come out every week smelling like paint thinner and ass. Your shirt is never ironed. It's too small. That shitty scarf and terrible haircut. And you think you're better than moi? Give me a break. Like I can't, that whole speech was hilarious. So I'm giving it to them. Yeah, I'll tell you what was a late <laughs> shout as well was Becky Lynch. As you mentioned, Jack, she's been great this year. On Nia Jack saying that she's got <laughs> no support, even her knees don't support her. Like, you know what I mean? It's just it's really, really that, was, good stuff. that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, like I said, it's been good stuff. Uh, one of my favourite awards up next, most improved. What wrestlers are most improved? this year. Uh, Jaxi, we'll start with you. Okay, bear with me. I'm just looking at my notes. Um, I put, uh, well, I've kind of got two. Uh, my main my main one is Julia Hart. Um, I think that she is pro- improved immensely um if you just kind of look back through her body of work from january to now um it's incredible at how much she has actually um pro- uh progressed and and you know you can kind of see her journey um but i have to also give a shout out to dominic mysterio um he really has improved on the mic in the ring on his character everything so yeah yeah that's an excellent pick actually um deliver Julia Hart has had a great year. Gina, who's your most improved? Um, I actually have just Julia Hart written down as well, just from where she started to where she is now. I think I feel like she's pretty much got a most improved trait there. Monty? Yep. Yeah, uh, I, I just couldn't think of anyone else other than Dominic Mysterio. I just think he came leaps and bounds from that kid who was teaming with his dad and uh, he just, his timing, the, you know, the heat that he gets on a weekly basis has just been beautiful to watch. And now that he, uh, well, since he was champion on NXT, he actually was able to get a championship reign under his belt. So uh, yeah, it was, uh, I think it was pretty cool to watch and see how far he's come. And all they had to do was just talk, you know, say he spent a little time in jail and, have a tattoo that uh, was always on a different side of his face, <laughs> you know? So it's just crazy to me how, like, when you think about it, you probably couldn't tell me at the beginning of the year that you saw the, the version of Dominic that we got coming. Uh, at the beginning of the year, you can't tell me you've seen what the end result. So 
yeah, Dominic is my most improved. I think for me, again, like I said, Dominic's a great shout, same with Julia Hart, but there was one wrestler that I absolutely hated. Well, there's actually a few, but there's one I thought was complete dog shit, and I just thought it was a waste of time and money and just be released. She showed up in NXT UK and was dog shit. Yeah, honestly, like the worst wrestler ever. And a year on, she's now involved in one of my favourite groups in wrestling and had a standout moment at NXT Deadline. So, Lash Legend, I doff my cap because <laughs> you've, you've turned around. I'm not saying she's a, you know, Raw Rumble winner or anything like this, but the stretch she's on now and the improvement she's shown the past year, there's no doubt she will be mixing it up in the next two or three years. And the metaphor base that she's got is is a perfect environment for it, you know? <laughs> Gotta give him time, James. Gotta give him time. Yeah, so, Lash Legend. Uh, so, comeback of the year. Who had the best comeback of 2023? Gina, I'll start with you. Um comeback okay so this one was difficult but ultimately i kind of went with the rock because it was such a shock no one knew it was coming and that that stadium sounded so loud the minute like his music dropped and yeah it was such a a a stunning moment because again nobody knew no one caught whiff of this of him backstage or anything so i've got the rock as the comeback uh jaxie what about you um, I've gone with Kyrie Sane. I wasn't expecting it. I was a hundred percent here for it. This got me all kinds of hyped. Um, I was ready to see the Kabuki Warriors back together. Um, for, for once, WWE gave me what I wanted. So I've gone Kyrie. And Monty. Yeah, I think he came back twice this year. But yeah, man, it's, it's no question to me, man. Survivor Series. No one. I don't care who you are. If you love him, hate him, whatever it is, you didn't see him coming back to WWE. CM Punk, Survivor Series, it's just as much as, you know, he's always going to be polarizing, doesn't matter what it is, but that pop, the reaction, I know it was Chicago, they're going to love him no matter what he does. He can literally burn a building down. I'm pretty sure they would, you know, say it was, you know, not his fault. But uh, it was just an awesome moment. And again, as someone who was a Punk fan growing up and Always admire Punk and to see him in WWE, a place I never thought he would ever ever step foot in again. Just thought the bridge was burned completely. Never say never in this business. Seeing Punk come back is my my pick for the year. Yeah. Mine's a bit of a weird one, but stick with me because I was either going to put it on most improved or comeback. And I put it on a comeback because no one, well, for me anyway, Samoa Joe has had the best comeback of 2023. When you considered where he was, yeah. you know, from coming from NX to injured yeah. all the time, you know, and he's a genuine world title contender now. You know, and in actual fact, if he walks away with the AW title, we wouldn't really be that surprised. You know, so I think Joe, I, yeah, that's I a good... believe it. I actually, I'm quite shocked I overlooked that one as a pick, to be honest. So totally agree with you there. Yeah, yeah. One that I struggled with was Tweet of the Year. I always struggle with this. So uh, I, I just said Tony Khan 
because he's going to tweet something crazy out, isn't he? You know, if it's not, <laughs> if it's not, you know, having a go at WWE without saying else, it's having a go at Disco Inferno. You know, he's just, he's just a gift that keeps on giving, I suppose. <laughs> uh, Monty, have you got a tweet of the year? My tweet is in love and memory of the great Iron Sheik. I used to wake up all the time looking for it. Uh, it's fucker D Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Gina, what about you for tweet? But I actually had no, like, I had no idea what to put for this, so I just went on a bit of a, a tweet, you know, search to see like what ones made me laugh so much. And I think one that I did find that I found hilarious, MJF had retweeted it, and he said, "My God, I finally done it! I found the dumbest motherfucker on the planet." And it's somebody who literally said, I've said it for years. Brian Danielson is the worst signing AEW has ever had, has ever made. Self, he's selfish, never want, wanted a championship, just chooses random people he wants to wrestle and didn't care about fans or stories. He's the biggest cancer AEW has. And I was just like, this idiot. <laughs> Brian Danielson's had one of the best years ever. This idiot. I have no idea what he was thinking when he tweeted that, but MJF retweeting it, saying he's found the dumbest person on earth was just brilliant. So that's my pick. Yeah, MJF is class on uh, X, as it's known now as well. Jaxi, what about you? Um, I went with uh, Matt Riddle. Uh, hey, at WWE, you thought I was hard to deal with. Have fun with 0-2 to two CM Punk. Um, the amount of roasting he got from that tweet—it just speaks for itself. <laughs> yeah, it's not the cleverest thing to say, but again, it's quite difficult. Might change it next year to like social media post or engagement, as the kids are down now. Uh, up next, we've got the holy shit awards. We've got good and bad, so we we'll start with good. And I struggled with this, so I'm going to go to Monty. Uh, what was your holy shit good this year? Uh, I just lumped them together because it, it just really left an impression on me. This is uh, Tetsuya Naito's final G1 cli- final two G1 Climax matches against Kazuchika Okada and uh, Osprey. All I can say is, holy shit, that was good. Yeah, do you know what? That's an excellent. That's probably much better than my pick. Uh, Gina, what about you? I don't want to follow Monty with mine now because that was a decent pick and now I feel like mine's is a cop-out. I've got a cop-out, don't worry. <laughs> uh, I literally couldn't think. The only moment that I could like think to myself and that was like really like impactful, and I'm not saying that there weren't impactful moments, but I just mean spring to mind, was the the Logan, uh, Logan Paul and Ricochet mid-air collision at um, Royal Rumble because it just got Good everyone shout. chatting. Yeah, do you know what? So long. The problem is, looking back, I always think, was that this year? But no, <laughs> even what I've said, I'm not sure. <laughs> I was, I was googling it to check. Wait, that was this year, wasn't it? And not last year, so I had to check. But it was this year's one, so I did check. Uh, Jack, see what about you for holy shit? Good. Um, I mean, again, I kind of like really struggled with this one um so i kind of overall just kind of said um about uh logan paul kind of like 
his lead to build up to the the US championship because I did not expect it to be good. So for me, it was like, holy shit, like he had a good match there. So that was what I put. Mine was, and again, if you tell me this year, it was last year, I believe you, WWE being sold. Uh, and the, the holy shit good about that is finding out Triple H was still in charge. So I think that for me, I was like, holy shit, not only WWE being sold, but Triple H is in now control, yeah. and we can see from the product kind of how good it is at this moment in time. Don't get me wrong, it might be holy shit bad next year. You know, this is the thing with wrestling. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah. for me, it's that. Um, holy shit bad. Well, we'll see what everybody else is saying first. Um, Jaxie, who's your holy shit bad? Um, so I've got my main one is sort of everything with uh, Jimmy and Jay sort of like splitting and everything like that. Uh, that obviously I took personally. Um, but I also have as a holy shit bad like everything to do with the downfall of CM Punk and AEW's relationship. Yep. Uh, Gina? Yeah, I've put the same. It really put a damper on the all-in all event at Wembley when all of that news with Punk broke backstage. Um, I'm obviously, like, happy for him in the way that, like, his his comeback to WWE has been, but it still put a dampener on that whole entire event and, in, and, and Jungle Boy's match with him, uh, with them as well at the beginning. Like, all of that got overshadowed because everyone was just talking about the fight that happened instead, you know? And I just kind of felt that was a bit in poor taste and that was probably the best thing to choose for the bad moment. Monty, what about you? By the way, not this he's not mine, but I just think it's kind of, I think it, that's probably two years in a row, right? Because like Brawl Out was last year, right? So, or that the year before? Because now I'm, 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 that's how, that's how bad this timeline no, is. Uh, but anyway. Brawl Out. Oh my God, yeah. 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 Um, you see what I'm yeah, saying? No, it's like yeah. two years it in a row. He got promo of the year as well last year yeah. for his so, out outburst. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, but anyway, uh, my holy shit, which by the way, and this is not me trying to just pile on AEW, but there's been a lot of stuff you can sift through when it comes to AEW this year. Uh, but besides the TBS title, uh, I think that the inconsistent, and even sometimes including that belt, the inconsistent booking of the AEW's women's division is just like, it's just tough. Like, I was yes. looking for a woman to highlight from AEW, uh, and it's mm. just when I looked at the, the, the women, the AEW women's title and just how it just, has just went from, you know, short reign to short reign to short reign, and, you know, now we finally may have something stable for a little while with Tony on this run, and it's just... You still can. I'm not saying it's, in, it's not a woman deserving, but it's just like everything has been such a cluster or just a mess when it comes to the way things have been presented there as far as the women's division go. And I could have swore that we kind of had a similar conversation, hoping that this would get better last year. And it just feels like for some reason we haven't really made that much progress in that regard, even though they've made signings and tried to do certain things to make it seem like the women's division would be more uh, prominent. But, yeah, it's just, uh, again, hoping in the future they get this solved. But, yeah, man, it's just so inconsistent. Uh, before I say my holy shit bad, someone's just messaged me telling me to go fuck yourself. And I realised it wasn't actually someone saying that. It was telling me, reminding me of the promo between Edge and Christian 
on AEW from earlier. Well, I hope that was anyway. Uh, Anyway, my my holy shit, holy shit bad for me. Um, This really kind of shook me this year, and I thought, this is just terrible. It's the worst news any wrestling fan can get, uh, and that is the passing of a legend or anybody like that, or even an active wrestler. So uh, Bray Wyatt's death this year uh, is just, holy shit, it's bad, you know. Um, So... It's just, you know, we're going to do something as well on the year end where we look back at who we lost in 2023. But again, Bray was just such a huge talent that I think everybody here, you know, was kind of touched with. Even the creative genius from anything from like The Fiend to the Wyatt family uh, to it, to any of it, you know, like we talk about, you might be like a Husky Harris fan. I don't know. You know, <laughs> this this is what's crazy about Bray. But um, yeah, just a horrible, horrible thing to happen. Uh, we'll move on to most loved because we've got most loved the most hated. Uh, most loved for me, and I, I noticed this as well, the impact either talent or fans on Twitter or social media are brilliant. We we absolutely just love each other. There's no kind of hate. You dip into the kind of WWE and AEW stuff and it is just like a cesspit. <laughs> but impact is yeah. just like talent gets signed and like, well done. The talent supports each other. You know, it really is a kind of a, a nice space there. Uh, so I'll go that for most loved. Um, Monty, most loved for you, either like, on the internet, as we know, as the kids call it, or... <laughs> yeah, uh, this one was just from my, and maybe it's just from my bubble, but I feel like I've seen people who love New Japan but don't really watch WWE. Same people who only love AEW, you know, other programs, Impact, like you mentioned, Ring of Honor, and... But, you know, so they take shots at some people that are in WWE at times. But these very same people, I've never seen them say a bad thing about Gunther and Ilya Dragunov. So those are my most, the internet's most love. Like, it doesn't matter. They cross promotion. People watch their matches. People I know who claim to not love WWE watch every Gunther title defense. People I know who doesn't like WWE still keep up with Dragunov. So it just shows you how talented those two guys are. So, yeah. I think they. I don't. I don't think they can do any wrong. In it, don't matter if you even watch WWE at this point. Would you argue with them? Like literally, the two wrestlers. That Yo, come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. You know how I feel. That's special. I don't blame it. But yeah, that's my point. Like everyone can see that. No, those guys are different. Never about a shadow of a doubt. Uh, Gina, who's the most loved for you? Uh, I've gone with like a bit of a cop out, but I've gone with MJF. Everyone loves what MJF has to say, whether they want to give him shit for it or agree with him on it. He still gets love and all of that attention regardless. So, yeah, I've gone MJF. Yeah, good chat. Jaxie, what about you for most love then? Um, I've gone with uh, Cody Rhodes this year because ever since he's made a comeback to WWE, he's kind of got like, he was kind of really just mistreated by the fans towards the end of his run in AEW. So to see him, you know, come into WWE, um, you've just seen nothing but love sort of uh, and support on his current run um, that he has got in in WWE. Without a doubt. Uh, most hated then, Gina, who is the most hated across social media in promotions? Um, most hated. I Do you know what? I've gone with Ryback just because of all the shit that he was saying about, you know, punk 
and stuff like it definitely rubbed people the wrong way and then when he copped out and said no I meant in this sense sort of thing like it was just yeah right back I think get that one he was going to retire if CM Punk ever returned and then said he wasn't going to the prick. Yeah, exactly. And then he kind of changed his tune again and said, "Oh no, but the loopholes, the loopholes in the cl- in the clause here says this, you know." So he definitely takes the cake. No doubt, uh, Monty. What about you? Well, from one uh, deserve it, probably hated person to another one. You mentioned him earlier, James. It's the reason why Tony Khan went off on Disco Inferno uh, or Glenn Gilberti. He's just he. It's always saying something. You know, whether it's being tasteless about women uh, in wrestling or just having something stupid to say about foreign competitors, uh, talent. I've seen Kenny Omega, one of the nicest guys ever, go back and forth with this Inferno. So it just shows you that he can get under anyone's skin. And this one I don't think is deserved as much uh, because I just I don't really get where it comes from. But man, Soraya, oh my goodness, following her. I'm glad she took a break from from social media because when I was following her and you just see some of the stuff people say about her and how many people wish uh, ill on her as far as her neck goes. And I'm just like, I've never heard anyone say that when it comes to something that like we, like we hold edge and that Brian Danielson, all these people who came back from these career ending injuries. I've never heard anyone say something like, ah, oh, I hope Brian Danielson fall on his head and get another concussion or something. You know, no one says stuff like that. So the fact that people have, you know, say that stuff about Soraya, uh-huh. And come at her so aggressively. I just, I'm not, I don't know if it's all justified. I don't keep up with all of that type of stuff, but it, no, no one deserves stuff like that, in my opinion. And I just don't understand why Soraya seems to just get the ire of a lot of people, you know. So, yeah, I think that's a good, those are good picks. Yeah, right out. Jackson? Yeah, I've gone uh, with Matt Riddle. <laughs> uh, I don't really feel like I need to explain much as to why, but yeah, he just generates a lot of hate. So, mine is a bit of a cop out, but still, I don't mind doing it. It's uh, most hated on the internet, social media. It's people's opinions. People hate each other's opinions. I don't know if you've noticed this on X or Twitter yeah. or anything like that, but like literally, you could go in my opinion. But say, and then someone will go, you're fucking wrong. The whole point of it being in your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is that it's your yeah. opinion. You can't change people's opinions. I'm sorry, guys. There's no button on X right. that we can do it that. It is with, what it is, know? man. <laughs> yeah. If you don't like it, opinions are like arseholes. Everybody's got one. And if Everybody's you don't like got it, it. There we go. You know, just move along. Stay in your lane. This is what I don't understand about EAW fans or WWE fans that argue with each other. You know, because they secretly watch each other's product anyway. You know, right. that's not... Come on, <laughs> man. No, <laughs> about, you know, you're not telling me if, like, John Moxley went back to WWE and then, again, we've seen it with Punk and Cody. We've seen it with Punk? In yeah, AEW. Cody, they go, exactly. Well, Punk comes to AEW. If he came to WWE, we fucking wouldn't like him. Look what he does to Collision. Bro. Comes back. Whoa, the, great. The same ever. people who hated Jade Cargill are saying she's going to be a big WWE yeah. star. So, Yeah. Uh, even now, people are like, don't know what to do with Jay Cargill or Cody lost at Mania. Oh, and it's like, yeah, get over it. Just people just enjoy man. wrestling, man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. All you got to do, you know, like people will disagree with you. That's fine, but as long as you're happy with yourself, you know, that's the right. that's the real spirit of Christmas. Uh, so, <laughs> so, 
<laughs> underrated. Most underrated wrestler. I've gone for something quite simple here. And probably gone for him before, to be fair. But it's Buddy Murphy. Uh, Buddy, for me, is a guy that can probably do anything. Promo skills, maybe a little bit lacking. But he doesn't get enough time to talk, really. And now I know yeah. he's in the team with Malachi Black and all that stuff. But come on. House of Black could be on that list as well. Not just Buddy Murphy, but for me, it's Murphy. Um, mm-hmm. Monty, what about you for underrated? Well, I have a few names, uh, at least three, in uh, three different promotions. So here we go. Speedball Mike Bailey. I think he's starting to get the attention, especially with the stuff he did in uh, Best of the Super Juniors and stuff like that. And uh, he's just, he's starting. I think that got a lot to do with just people not paying much attention to impact. But I'm telling you, if you don't watch it all the time, just look up Speedball Mike Bailey's matches, no matter where he is. Always a great time. He's awesome in the ring. Uh, and Noam Dar, metaphor, have to give a metaphor shout out. Noam Dar never has gotten the love that he deserves, in my opinion. I've loved Noam Dar since the 205 Live days. So to just show you how long he's kind of been overlooked, in my opinion. And last but not least, El Fantasmo, ELP. I think he's slowly but surely also building up a bigger name for himself. But he's solid all around, one of the best heels. And now in New Japan, proving that he can be one of the most sympathetic and awesome babyfaces because the people in Japan love him now. So, I just, again, I, I, those are the people that I have to give a shout-out to. Yeah, no, excellent picks there. Jack C, what about you? Who's your most underrated? Okay, so um, I have uh, two. Uh, my main one is Takeshita. Um, the man has been Kenny Omega twice and has not been featured enough like with how much like he actually like had done in that sort of section. And then all of a sudden like he's kind of like dropped off. And I don't know what's happened there, but they've really dropped the ball with that because they could have like had something like really special with him, especially pairing him with Dom. But then he's not been given the screen time to follow up from these two successful matches he's had against Kenny. So it's kind of like where what happened there and I feel like that's more of a, a statement like underrated towards what maybe the the producers uh, how much tr- trust they have in him to do well I'm not sure but uh he's my number one pick I did also want to give a shout out to Shayna Baszler because again not doing enough with her when so say the woman beat Ronda Rousey you know um so what's going on come on <laughs> uh Gina what about you Um, yeah, so I, I agree with all of your picks as well. Um, I do have uh, two on my list. One of them is Jay White. And I'm, I, I say Jay White because it's probably more of a biased pick. But again, last year, I highly got into G1. And it was kind of the first time I had taken on that whole, you know, New Japan watching a lot of it and for me seeing a lot of Jay White I was seeing a lot of his previous stuff and promos and things as well he he was so hot he was so so hot and I'm not saying he should have come in and taken the championship in AEW but I just don't think he's been showcased the way that he could have been and he could have been like so much hotter already right now than than what he is so I I think his booking's been really bad so he was one. And then the other one, um, James, I'm going to go off the back of yours. You said, buddy, I was going to say Malachi Black. But again, House of Black, all three of them could be in this 
just underrated one individually as well because Brody's been killing it on his own um, in in the Continental Classic. All three of them deserve their own runs as well as, you know, being featured more as a, as a trio. So I would agree with putting the whole of the House of Black in, in underrated as well. Yeah, I think without a doubt. I think that's a problem they need to look at because uh, House of Black are ready-made now. Uh, anyway, overrated. Who's the most overrated wrestler of the year? Uh, we'll start with Jaxie. I'll start with you. Who's your most overrated? And don't say Johnny Gagano uh, again. I'm sick of your shit. Uh, I'm actually, like, I think that people are going to hate me even more for this year's pick. But hear me out. This is for this year. Yeah. Yep. Danhausen. Because he's done nothing and gets one of the biggest, loudest pops in his, uh, in not only his return, but whenever he comes out, he does, uh, he's not. Uh, uh, like, why? Yeah, like, uh, what are we not seeing? Is I he popping up somewhere else and having underground WWE underground matches somewhere that we're not seeing? <laughs> or, I think it's because we're not seeing him wrestle wrestle on a regular basis since he's come back. I'm like, why is there so much hype behind this guy? You know, so yeah, it's just irritating. Well, I like him. Uh, Gina, <laughs> which, who's your most I, overrated? I think I'm going to get even more hated for this pick. But I, it also shouldn't be surprising. I don't know if it's my same pick as last year. And if it is, at least you can say I've got consistency. Um, I, I'm going to go with Orange Cassidy. I'm sorry, but he's just overrated for me. I'm, I'm kind of bored and over him a little bit. So he needs to take a break and let me miss him. Um, and then, yeah, I'll be interested again, but I just think he's overrated. Monty, who's your most overrated? He would be on some people's best wrestling list, so that's a, woo, that's controversial. But uh, you know what, mine, I have love for this dude, man. And I think in the past I've done this, I've said someone is overrated, and that next year they absolutely killed it. I said Santos Escobar was overrated a few a while back, and then I think he, you know, he did more than enough to get called up, and now he's in a prominent uh, role and uh, seemingly uh, on the right track on with his heel turn. But this year, I'm going to do this, and this is with love. It's Keith Lee, and uh, a lot of it got a lot, got a lot to do with booking. It is, I don't think it has much to do with who he is as a talent. I think he's, you know, and uh, of course I know health come came into play too in the past, but it's just I still see people, AEW fans, WWE fans alike talking about what Keith Lee was like, that aura he had in NXT and just how the, not only did WWE drop the ball, but since he signed the AEW, you can't tell me uh, Keith Lee has uh, has not, especially when you think about where his partner, his ex-partner Swerve has gone and where he seems to be. And I know he's like, oh, I think he's doing stuff in Ring of Honor. So that kind of limits visibility from some people too. Like I said, you can come up with a lot of excuses, but I still feel like when we when you think when you hear the name Keith Lee as a wrestler, you think of what he was in NXT. You don't think about anything he's done in the last few years, really. And uh, yeah, I think I think that that means he's overrated to me, you know. And uh, right now he's being overshadowed by American food critics. So this yeah, saying, there you go. we even had Samoa Joe and Keith Lee a couple of months ago on Dynamite, and naturally and it was underwhelming. That. Yeah, exactly. And you're thinking where each man right. were as well. Uh, I think Crazy, mine was man. even worse because I'm actually attacking someone that I know people love. 
But again, this is from this year. Um, my most overrated is Roman Reigns' title reign this year. It, there it's got to go. be. You know, come on. Let's, let's, it's bloated, man. Well, exactly. Reduce the excitement that we had at the beginning of the year. And then, of yeah. course, the retread of Kevin Owens at a Rumble, which we've had before, which is, you know, led to Sami Zayn and the Elimination Chamber. And then, of course, the build-up to WrestleMania. Well, here we go. Which, again, <laughs> and then it seemed as though as Cody lost. Then Reigns was just like, right, I'm not going to, all right, you know, put the title on the line. <laughs> like, Do a couple it. tag matches. <laughs> a couple of tag matches. Uh, SummerSlam against Jey Uso, which was we know how really that bad. Really badly worked. Yeah. Um, really LA Knight having yeah. to get help beating LA Knight. You know, and you're going like, so how many times do you need help to? I understand it. Yeah. With, you know, look, we talk about Drew, or we talk about you know. Yeah, but what do you think gonna happen against Randy? And <laughs> LA Knight and then Randy. And it, yeah. Now, like to to believe that they can that they can actually take the the belts from Roman because at this point. Um, Everyone who probably had every right and reason to take the belt, they flubbed it with. So who they got left? Yeah. It's even the whole Jimmy, um, you know, hitting Reigns. Which, by the way, the he's killing it. The... It's stupid, but Jimmy's killing it. I, I have to give him a shout out. <laughs> but again, for him to be the one to get the Usos out of the bloodline and then just rejoin it after costing yep. It didn't make any sense in my mind I mean, trying was... to rethink of the year. No. No, honestly, that was like so, that's so stupid. I still do not understand the decision behind that. Like, yeah, I get that you wanted to have this storyline of Jimmy and Jay breaking up, but why would, why on earth would you even have Jimmy go back to the bloodline after he was the one who, who, who caused it? And and as a result, you know, caused his brother the win because he didn't want jay turning into another and then jay still end up doing it still end up yeah. doing it on his own and the, and the thing <laughs> is the reign of whatever it is like 1200 days and it's great because you've not been around for 200 so it doesn't matter <laughs> it, this whole matter yeah. days it's like if i had three total defenses in a year you know what i mean then yeah. that, that, that's how it works you know you compare him to like gunther you know and I know Gunther's maybe a little bit of a different animal, but mm. I just think this year with Reigns, they just thought people were more, you know. If, and again, if we get the payoff with no, Cody this or whatever was, happens, this then, was, but and I can I can already say as well that I don't think that during that brief time where Vince took back control, I think that if it was if it had stayed in Triple H's hands, I do not believe that Roman would still currently be champion. It's weird, isn't it? We'll see what happens, you know. But yeah, at the man. moment, like you know, we talk about where the bloodline were from last year. You could even say better off last year, you know, which is going to be a couple of uh, awards down the line. But we're going to move on to move of the year, and I always struggle with this because there's so many fantastic moves, you know. So what I normally do when I struggle is pass over to Monty. So who's your move of the year, man? <laughs> I'm so surprised, man, that you had a tough time with this because. Uh, you know, it broke my heart on one. I think NXT knew my, no mercy. It broke my heart that night. I think, <laughs> uh, I think that's the right show, but I could be wrong. But either way, it go. It's the H bomb and and torpedo Moscow. Ilya Dragunov, man, when he rears back and he just says, "I'm gonna break your face into the floor." Oh my goodness! I love the way Dragunov delivers it. The intensity is always a hundred percent. 
like I said, if you don't watch the Dragon Off match, just I'm telling you, his finishers, whichever one he chooses to use, whether it's the diving headbutt torpedo Moscow or is it is that huge eight bomb and the one off the top rope where he took the belt off Melo just shattered my heart into pieces, just like it shattered shattered Melo's face. <laughs> I'm so glad you, I wanted you to say because I picked H bomb as well, but I wanted you to relive that memory, and that is why it's my move of the year. That's what it does. I've never seen a move oh kill a goodness. man before, but the H bomb does. Uh, Jack C, what's your move of the year? I mean, I I hope that we can consider this a move of the year because of I I feel like it's been heavily featured throughout, like you know, across all sort of wrestling promotions this year. Um, and that is a a spray or mist to the face. Um. That that shit's been deadly, um, and you are not that. Like, if you get sprayed to the face, you're losing everything. Whether (laughs) or not that's from Malachi Black, whether or not it's from Julia Hart, whether or not it's from Oscar, whether or not it's from uh, Shinsuke. Yeah, thank you. Um, It's just been featured a lot this year, but I I don't mean that that as a bad way. I like they've utilized that move the way that Tajiri like utilized it. So I'm Shout not the great Muda. Yes, exactly. So I'm not mad at, at that. Um, I'm just saying it's been very heavily featured this year in particular for me. Yeah, no, it's a good choice. Gina, what about you for movie of the year? Uh, I'm copping out with this one and I went with the roll up pin. Hooray! Roll up, man! <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Ooh, we love it. Don't you just love a good roll-up? They just can't get over a good roll-up pin. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Just no, it's true. This is what boy, I'm thinking. It's like, is that like a wrestler's <laughs> weakness? When they train to be a wrestler, whatever you do, do not have your back turned to no. your opponent because if they get their <laughs> arm underneath you, you you will be because it's you, like, it happens too often. That you can thrust your your size upwards to kick out of that roll up pin. It's deemed impossible. It is. You're like you're like a tur- okay. turtle. You're on your back and you just can't get up. You're just stuck. Right? If no one tip you over, you're not getting up, bruv. So that roll up pin is deadly. Is get is deadly. It doesn't and matter like, where you are, too. Don't have anyone outside the room either. You will get easily distracted and just focus all your attention on that, knowing that your opponent <laughs> is going to take full advantage of that. Don't do it to yourself, mate, on the rail. Don't do it to yourself. Yeah, no, it's true. Please do not Definitely. try roll-up pins at home, all right? We, we, we yeah, don't, not safe. Don't want that. not safe. <laughs> Uh, so, I mentioned this a minute ago, but better off last year. I mean, there's a plethora, you know. I mean, CM Punk was on this list up until November. So, <laughs> but it's weird how it changes. Uh, Jack C, who is better off last year? I mean, I don't know if this is uh, going to be hard to hear, but Austin Theory. Austin? I mean... Kind of, can it, can you kind of really tell me about his run because uh, this year? Because well, I think Triple H is anything. booking, fucking him up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, John Cena. The only yeah. relevance that I think that he's kind of had this year that I can kind of rem- remember are two iconic moments: getting double punched in the face by Kevin Owens, and then getting yeah. beat up by The Rock. Um, yeah, and yeah. Well, he knows. 
Well, then you uh, think you having Austin Theory, we're, we're both like names like Kevin Owen and The Rock, like in in the space of a, a span of a year as well. Even if it's small moments, would actually work for you. But like the only relevancy you have in, in those moments are like getting your ass kicked. But like con- compared to what how featured you were last year, how prominent, how on the scene you had the U.S. belt. You know, um, I might not have liked that character that he had um, as much as his more uh, his other serious one. But like ever, even since like pairing him with Grayson Waller, like they haven't done much with him. So yeah, he was better off last year. Yeah, like no, I said, sometimes mixing it with legends doesn't help. Just ask David yeah. Sandow or Elias, you know. But like we said, if you're interesting, there's still more time. We've got more time. Yeah, definitely. He's like he's still young Austin Theory you know he doesn't need to be completely thrust in the limelight you know straight away for for everything you know but I, I mean I if we're just mind him thrusting my limelight or, or something like that I don't know I'm trying to you know equal it out for everybody <laughs> yeah sure you are James <laughs> well we'll quickly move on Gina who's your better off last year uh, I'm gonna go with Britt Baker on this one um We've barely seen her yeah. this year, to be honest. Tweet about it. Uh, yeah, we've barely <laughs> seen her, if I'm being honest. And when we have seen her, to be honest, it's been booked quite awful. The whole, you know, couples thing with Adam Cole just didn't work for me. Keep them separate. I prefer them both as separate wrestlers, not as a couples wrestler. It was just cheesy. You know, the dangling in front of, like, Chris Jericho dangling her in front of... Adam Cole as if he can't just reach across the ring to get to her <laughs> I just no it was it really didn't work for me and um she everyone loves Brooke Baker it's not that she's not actually loved the crowds always love her when she comes out she always puts on something entertaining for them but she's just she was better off last year at this point because she's not really been around this year yeah I remember us comparing her to like Charlotte in you know AEW saying that oh she gets you so often and like I said it's really weird <laughs> she just disappeared the face of the planet since like Tony Storm showed up it's almost like Tony Khan yeah, got just, shiny new like, toys Adam Cole you know and yeah it's like Adam Cole got injured and okay well Britt you're off too if your boyfriend can <laughs> <laughs> you can't do mixed tags you're barred exactly <laughs> if he's not doing it you're not doing it either <laughs> You you can kind of argue that considering the last time you saw her was getting involved in Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho. So it's like, where, where, well, actually, wait, I think maybe she was in a fatal four way. I can't remember if that was before that, though. She just but either way. Adam, and all he wants to do is play computer games. You know what I mean? He's just, oh, yeah. I've heard this before. It's not my fault, you know? Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as he smashes the controller against the wall. Anyway, Monty, who is your better off last year? Yeah, man, you mentioned how uh, the title defenses that Roman Reigns had and all of that type of stuff. Uh, and I just remember, vividly remember a, a title match from last year that was really, really good on SmackDown, but Roman had one of the best kickouts at like 2.9. He was fighting Matt Riddle, guys, and Riddle is now, you know, he's just signed with MLW, so good good luck to him going forward. But yeah, man, uh, Riddle ended up unemployed and out of that because of, he got in his own way. And I think that I didn't want to choose anyone who I thought just like was booking or stuff like that. I wanted to find someone who I didn't want to take. I really didn't want to talk about any other releases, but he was the only release where I was like, 
I think Riddle would still be there if he wouldn't, you know, if he could have, you know, got his behavior together. So, yeah, man, uh, I think Riddle was 100% better off last year. He was fighting Roman Reigns to the point to where they were like, he lost that match, he can never challenge for the belt again. So I think people forget exactly where Riddle was before he went away for that initial period, after, you know, with the trouble. And then he came back and he had a lackluster run of this year. But, yeah, man, uh, yeah, and then the stuff with Randy he was doing too. You know, I know Randy getting hurt, hurt him too. But, yeah, man, uh, he's, there's no way you can tell me uh, that that he's not – he wasn't better off last year. Well, I just think it's terrible to, you know, target someone that's been released. You know, if it was me, mine, let me have a look. I've picked Matt Riddle. Uh, so, yeah, we'll move on then. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We'll talk about that. Uh, we've got <laughs> rivalry of the year. Man, this was tough. Uh, and when I struggle, yeah. usually I go to Monty. But I will sh- throw out my one, which is Brock versus Cody. It's the only one I can really remember, not going to lie. Uh, Monty, I'm sure you've got a better one. As far as matches go, and I know that I wish they could have did more together, but, you know, different promotions and stuff like that. Uh, but, yeah, Osprey and Omega had two of the best matches that, that I've seen this year. And I think Dragunov and Melo, every, every time they touched, as far as wrestling goes, as far as we're talking about wrestling here, a rivalry in the ring, I don't think they were, those were two of the best feuds that I've seen all year. Yeah. I mean, their third match, I mean, Melo and Ia, when the bell rang, they just it's like the continuation of their <laughs> other matches. It was the craziest right. thing. I've ever seen in my life. It just yeah. started 100 miles an hour. Um, no, a couple of great rivalries there. Uh, Gina, what about you, rivalry of the year? Um, to be honest, this one was quite difficult for me to find one that um, I could talk about, but I will give a shout out to like Jimmy versus Jay because I just never liked twins against twins and I took it personally so that really disturbed me this year but I will say that um even though I've not been doing the weekly NXTs every time I've seen the Mello and Dragunov matches they've always just been you know fuel filled and they're great so I'm gonna go with that one as well. Jaxie what about you? Um okay so I gave a, a shout out to Dominic and Ray Mysterio. Um, but overall, I think I'm, I'm gonna go with like I, I think I'm gonna go with Swerve and uh, and Hangman Page because yeah, holy shit, their matches have been more and more brutal with every time they face each other. So you know they're trying to kill each other. Promos yeah, are no. great too. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, they like they really have made us believe that they both hate each other and want to kill each other. So I think they're smashing it right now with uh, like you know sort of the level of feud and on what they wanted us to kind of feel from from their matches. Yeah, I think we're out of doubt. Uh, Page and Swerve and Mellow Ear was in my choices as well. Storyline of the year. All right, guys, let me get this out of the way. You know what's happening. Uh, he's got to win an award, and he's going to win this one. The storyline of the year is Drew McIntyre's heel turn. Uh, the way he's played it on Raw has been fantastic. I think it should end with him winning the world title, but it's not going to. 
but I think he showed a different side to him. And this kind of monster McIntyre that we're having at the moment is the Drew that we've needed for the past couple of years. But we're finally getting it now. Whether that continues in WWE next year or even AEW, then I'm along for the ride. But Drew McIntyre was storyline of the year. Monty, what about you? Yeah, uh, honestly, like I said, as much as I agree with you about Roman's reign, I do think two of the best things that was done this year in WWE as far as a storytelling standpoint was Sami Zayn's exit at the beginning of the year. Like, I was there at the Royal Rumble, special moment, and then the match they had after that, even though I think we all felt Sami would not uh, win that match, he had Canada believe in him. And I do believe the moment, not necessarily what happened after this, the moment of Jimmy kicking Roman the very first time and then Jay uh, being on the fence about leaving the bloodline and then also say, you know, I'm out too. That story, best stuff I've seen, uh, like some of the best moments I've seen all year and that was all intertwined into the storyline. It's sad that that last one is kind of like where the story, in my opinion, for the bloodline lost a little bit of steam, even though I think the Usos themselves, they've been doing their damage. They've been carrying this story on their back while their cousin has been, you know, doing whatever he does while he's off and enjoying his life, I'm sure, because he is the tribal chief. But, yeah, man, those moments, Sami Zayn and what he went through and how who he is based on from the honorary Us to who he is now and then what Jay Uso is. And then, like I said, even though Jimmy looks crazy, I think the character work on the delusion that he is, that he has now, like Jay kicked, delus- kicked him into an entirely different universe What you think about the decisions he's made. So, yeah, I think those were two of the best stories told this year. Yeah, I think especially with Sammy, as he said to Drew, you know, like after losing to Roman, he decided to pick himself up a main event at WrestleMania and win the tag titles with his best friend, right. you know. So, like he said, the story uh, from there. Uh, Gina, what about you for storyline of the year? Um, Again, this one was quite difficult to like actually pinpoint without going to kind of the standard I say standard bloodline like Monty explained you know there were certain aspects in the bloodline story that made it great but then they just lost it with the rest of the year um but I do have written down um who is the devil because this storyline is still ongoing at the moment and it's kind of like you know, the Spider-Man meme at the moment, everyone's pointing at each other on you're the devil, no, you're the devil sort of thing. So I'd say that who is the devil storyline for me? Like I said, it's got a lot of people invested. Uh, Jaxie, what about you? Um, Yeah, so I actually not had a, the same answer as Monty, but a similar one, which is just everything to do with kind of like uh, the the... Uh, breakup of Jimmy and Jay and just kind of like how invested like I am I, I may call me biased I don't care um so that really good kind of both of them I've been invested in on either show because as Monty pointed out like Jimmy's kind of like going down this sort of route which in or honestly, being a twin or I can imagine or I can describe what I'm I'm thinking Jimmy's is right now is lost and he is just winging it Uh, and you know i'm invested in seeing where this will lead to for him um especially when you kind of look at the continuous success jay is having on on raw and what that psychologically is doing to jimmy um again i'm being a twin 
I'm automatically thinking about the, those moments whenever Jimmy or Jay are on Raw and SmackDown. So I'm just so invested in that at the moment um, and everything that both of them are doing. Um, so it's not really about the bloodline, but about the Usos, uh, really. Uh, but I also want to say as well, um, Hangman and Swerve, I don't feel like it's over. Um, and I kind of have been after the second their second match, I feel kind of like we need a third. I don't feel like this story is over. So um, I wanted to give that a shout out too. Yeah, right. Uh, excellent pick. So you just speak about that. And I think our next award is going to be my favourite award, which is the Johnny Gagano Award for Most Punishment Taken in a Match. And I've had a lot of people say, well, come on, it can't be that bad. Go back and watch it. We know what happened. You know, lost a ladder match and then Tomasa Champa fucked him afterwards. So we've been trying to get to that moment in wrestling for the past nine years or whatever it is, you know, seven, six. And I think this year... It's quite simple for me. But I just want to obviously work the room quickly. So, <laughs> Gina, what is your, who's your Johnny Gagano award for most punishment taken in the match? Okay, so you're probably going to hate me because I've kind of slightly changed the award for my answer. But it's not necessarily the award for the most punishment taken in the match. I'm My award is kind of like the most punishment taken this year. And in a way, I'm going to go with Cody Rhodes because technically he's had 102 matches in 2023, which I think is one of the highest. Like, I think he might actually be one of the highest wrestlers to have like in of matches, number of matches to have had in 2023. So if you're asking for punishment, Cody's body is probably screaming. But um, I've gone with him for that reason. Well, considering where Brock broke his arm, you know, Judgment Day broke his ankle. It's been a rough year for him as well. Yeah. So. Logical. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. A lot of stuff going on. Jaxie, what about you? I mean... I've kind of gone with two, and uh, that is exactly what I just talked about. It's the second match between Hangman and Swerve. They both wanted to sign each other's death certificates during that match. Uh, th- this wasn't a wrestling match. This was like, you know, like someone trying to murder someone. So uh, both of them took beatings. I don't know which one took the biggest beating, to be honest. Um, just know it was carnage. That is the best way to describe it. Really, really was. Uh, Monty, what about you? I can't, I agree. And I just, just to avoid choosing that one because everything you just said was spot on. Uh, uh, because that, that, that was just pure violence. I also want, before I say mine, I want a petition. We might need to start, we might need to call this the Johnny Gargano's Darby Allen Award. <laughs> just for what Darby does to himself in general. Actually, yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah. in general, he might need to be, have his name included also. But, uh, yeah. Dijak versus Ilya Dragunov. I don't know if you remember this match, James. I know the girls may not have seen it. And if they didn't, I, I suggest you guys go back and look up there. It wasn't in a last man standing match, I believe. Yep. Either way it go, they absolutely tried to kill each which, other. Was that, was, was that on, was that on um, which pay-per-view was that on? Yeah, that, let me let me fact check that one because I don't remember oh off the top God. of my head. I'm going to say... Which one great, do you remember? No, no, should I go for Great American Bash? So I'm going to say Battleground. No, yeah, I, I think it was Battleground. I do actually think I won that. Yeah, NXT Battleground. NXT champion. Was it Battleground? You're 100% yeah, right. Yep, you're right. <laughs> NXT Battleground. So, yeah. yeah uh, that, that match was special, man. They absolutely tried to kill each other. And you're right, Jane. 
he wouldn't be NXT champion if it wasn't for what he accomplished in that match, being so tough. Dijak put him through a lot of pain, but man, you know, just going off their size, you if you don't know anything about the two, you would just be like, oh, Dijak is going to kill this guy, right? But Dragunov, man, he has a whole nother level that he went to. Uh, and uh, yeah, this match is special, man. So like to avoid, even though I agree with you about Swerve and Hangman, I think you can't go wrong with that one because it was just very, very brutal. Dragunov and Dijak is one of those class sleepers that made, I don't know if anybody would, uh, would, would recall it since it was earlier this year. But yeah, man, they beat the hell out of each other. <laughs> if there was like a most intense wrestler on the planet, like Ian Dragunov would win it all the time. Yeah, like I said, the no doubt. He puts on. I just need to mention, and again, I'm pretty sure it was this year, uh, Will Ospreay's head getting hit through the table. <laughs> yeah, that's Wrestle Kingdom. Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, that Jerry was Wrestle Kingdom, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, through. yeah like, Kenny Omega uh, just smashed it all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> you but, just reminded me that that was here. Again, it's mm-hmm. tough, Like, but you can't really go past Adam Page drinking Swerve's blood. So I think for, for yeah. me, that's like... <laughs> That could have been holy yeah. shit, but yeah, that was definitely Johnny Gagano. <laughs> um, yeah. One, one to watch. Now, it's usually a wrestler, but I've changed it up this year. All right, for me. Uh, so my one to watch isn't a wrestler. It's a wrestling company. And I'm really interested to see what TNA does. Now, as you guys know, I've been watching <laughs> Impact Wrestling the past, you know, two or three years now, uh, religiously. And the change is coming, and I just want to know what's going to happen. It can either pick up, it stay where it is, or drop below. So I think for me, one to watch is hard to kill to see where they're going and see how the new TNA comes. Because I didn't mind Impact Wrestling, but I can understand in some ways why they went back to TNA uh, and see if we can get fans on board. Monty, who's your one to watch? Yeah, I like that pick. Uh, I kept it in grounded into a wrestler. Uh, like you mentioned, I want – and I can't wait to see next year, well, by the way, how we talk about that. Oh, my goodness, Impact. They almost went out of business. Or, <laughs> yay, they're – you know what I mean? They're, they're awesome. They're, their ratings, you know, they're filling up stands. Whatever, whatever. signed for him. Right. Oconnor <laughs> signed with Impact. What the hell? So, yeah, I can't wait to see how we talk about that one. But – uh, my my one to watch, James. I think you should should have seen this coming. I say I've been right in the past about Melo in this particular category. Uh, you know, I wasn't so right about Roxy, even though she did. Uh, you know, I think she was already champion when I said it. So that one, that one kind of got it didn't go as well as I hoped. But this one, I feel like I feel like I'm on a roll, and I could be on a roll as in all the way in January when when things may be changing as soon as January in NXT, and that's my guy Trick Williams. Like I said, he was a manager, a manager, a hype man for Carmelo Hayes for all this time. And now if you if you tell me that, and you know, just like I know, Jenkins, you was at the beginning of those 2.0 days. You remember what he was in the ring. You remember that he was mostly just a mouthpiece. And to see how far he has come in the ring, on you know, he's always been good on the mic, but he's gotten even better. And he feels like he is just going to be that guy. Like they said, six, I think 6'3", Car, you know, cars and granite as they yeah, always six say. Five. Like, six, no, six, five? Oh, my goodness. So yeah, six, five. Like, honestly. Cars from granite. Like, he looks the part. He looks like a superstar. He talks like a superstar. He has the music. He has the entrance. 
like I said, Trick Williams is definitely my one to watch. Please keep my guy healthy because I see big things coming for him, whether it's the NXT Championship or possibly even a, a call up before you by the before the end of the year. You never even know with someone as talented and as as good as he uh, as he is. So, and I can't wait to see what him and Melo possibly do. Whether it's a feud or they do what you said, they still may do and they win titles win together. Title. So I'm we'll see. That. I've said that. We'll see. Sure Tyler Bate winning the North American title. Um, but again, <laughs> as you mentioned with Trick, he could be most improved because, like I said, the Definitely. groundswell of the support, like I said, so organic as well. We spoke about on the NXT uh, deadline show. Was like, yeah, and like I said, even that, for me, the whitest guy in the world chanting that as he comes out, you know. Um, Jack C, who's your one to watch for 2024? So um, I'm kind of um, doing a little bit of a cop-out with this one, but I'm going to say Swerve because, again, I'm going to go back to that promo between MJF and Swerve, um, and I I need to kind of see that happen. I also kind of, like, um, want to continue to have, and I'm not sort of a strong advocate or a voice for it, but I would love to see Swerve become the first ever black um, AEW champion. Um, so I am all here for that. So I have picked him as my number one to watch. However, I've also given a shout out to Santos Escobar. Only if they continue to to promote him right and continue to give him the right screen time. I truly believe that like there are aspects of his NXT character that I really enjoyed coming out in this new heel turn for him. So like, don't drop the ball with him. Um, and if they don't, then I do believe he's one to watch for next year. But my ultimate pick is Swerve. Well, can I just if say... If beat Max, is any, would anybody be mad if he beat Max? No, if Swerve beat Max. This is the thing. For me, Swerve and Trick oh, are the that. best but... things going on mm. each show. Yeah. You know? So it's not yeah. a fact of, kind of like I said, the history be made. But for me, they're the two best at this moment. So again... Exactly. Um, I mean, and even listen to like the, the crowd. Again, just going back to Swerve, he's supposed to be a heel, but he's not. <laughs> No, actually, no, no, absolutely not. It's like you know when like Stone Cold was meant to be a hill, but everyone kept cheering him. Well, it's you exactly can't same. be a hill with our manager of the year there, you know. Uh, yeah, exactly. Prince is taking the manager won the heart, and now he he can he can do no wrong, you know. Like even if um if you guys don't watch all of Dynamite, at least go and watch at Swerve v Roosh. It's the opening match of Dynamite. My God, those two went so hard. But it was like you could hear a lot of people chanting for Rouge, but it was so hard because they were drowned out every time someone shouted whose house. You know, he is that over. So it's like, it's insane. Gina, who's your one to watch? Yeah, I'm sorry to say, but I have Swerve written down as well. I just feel like next year is going to be even bigger for him because this year has been so impactful. Um, and it's working. And like I said, I went with Nana for the manager. I just think that they're the full package at the moment. Um, so if they keep pushing it, it's just going to be it's just going to be sweet. But I did also ugh, I actually hate that I put this matey's name down. I also put Logan Paul because I have a feeling that Logan Paul is just going to be splashing around our screens a hell of a lot more next year as well. So, yeah. Yeah. That's where it's my number one. You could have gone for a promotion. Uh, so we'll move on to the big awards now, as I call them, the big ones, uh, as we know. And we start with Tag Team of the Year. 
So, um, Gina, I'll start with you. Tag team of the year. I'm guessing who you've gone <laughs> for, but please tell me. Um, I'm going with FTR for tag team of the year. Uh, they've just, yeah, they've just done a lot. You know, they've been tag champs for in AEW, New Japan. Um, were they the? They weren't the Triple I don't know. They they held like so they've many done it tag in the past belts two years, haven't they? Like Is, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They've just held a lot. They're you know every time like they kind of lose the belt, they've not really gone off the scenes too long to be forgotten about and even when they've had like a little what a couple weeks break or something they've come back and then they've still got like an uproar from the crowds just seeing them come back and they just handle the tag team scene so well uh over the past year so yeah i'm going ftr yep uh jacksy who's your tag team of year So um, I don't know if this will come as a surprise to anyone, but I've actually gone with um, Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Um, they've not only been consistently entertaining and really just kind of running raw um, and putting on good promos backstage, uh, good promos uh, in the ring and matches. Um, just going from kind of a, an aspect of what you said uh, when we first started, James, of you kind of looking at like more recent events with some of your answers uh, I've done that here with them um, I, I find them so entertaining right now I'm loving their matches I actually was really kind of happy that they got the belts back even though it meant that J- Jay and Cody lost them just because I don't believe that they should have lost them in the first place I think that um, they've they've still managed to keep those tag belts relevant even though they both that they currently still have both belts Um so yeah, I've gone with them. Um, also, can I just give a shout out to everything that they're doing with Our Truth right now? It's so entertaining. And can I give a shout out to Our Truth? Have you seen how good he looks? Still, has that man aged at all? Have someone you, tell me that? Have you heard the rumor? He's what, a vampire, isn't he? No, no, no. He's a time traveler, and that's why mm. he was a fan of John Cena mm. when he was a kid. Uh, and that's uh, why he looks the way he does. So and he shows up in arenas and doesn't know where he is. Right? That's yeah. why he comes in thinks he thinks it's a, a ladder match during a rumble. He's a time traveller. Yeah. Um, Monty, how you old... You can go back in his NWA yeah. clip. You can... oh, what'd you say? How, how old did you just say that he is? He's supposed to be 51 years old. <laughs> and, and, and can I just say, guys, can you go and watch Raw just to go and watch his match and go and look oh, and yeah, see it was how great. still in the ring, his moves, like he still has it in the ring. He still has that that energy to capture the crowd. His Everything he comes out with, like, honestly, I am absolutely loving the fact that he believes he's in the judgment day. Like, stick with this for a bit, for a, uh, a little while longer. Please, I beg you, I'm loving yeah. it. You know, he gave um, him a serious leg injury too, by the way. So like, yeah, yeah exactly. He's, Even he's different, man. Yeah, like he's he's puts on um he puts every a smile on everyone's face whenever he's on our TVs. Um, so yeah, I had to give a shout out to him. But yeah, Judgment Day for tag team of the year. Right, my tag team of the year. Yeah, and I'm saying this before Monty, just just in case he picked it, but. Mine are probably the most consistently booked tag team 
of the year. You could argue all the other tag teams at the moment are makeshift. So if you look at, you know, Balor and Priest, and of course Ricky Starks and Big Bill, which I can't believe Gina didn't pick, but still. Um, <laughs> and also like ABC, the Rascals, um, you know, tag teams and impact. But my tag team of the year is Bisherman, uh, Hiroki Gotsu and Yoshihashi winning the well tag league for the f- uh, third time in a row and calling their uh. shot at Wrestle Kingdom as well. They are just consistently give every time I see him, just giving great matches. And Monty, I know you know more than I, but even going back to you know the matches with FTR um, uh, at start of the year, you know, I just think they are a proper tag team, and we haven't got a lot of them anymore. You know, in a weird way. Yeah, you you definitely took my pick. You know, because like I said, it wasn't the best year for like you like you mentioned for tag teams. Other than like you said, a couple of you know teams that were made up, especially on the WWE side. But you have a uh, you know uh, awesome like you said awesome stuff from FTR. I can't I can't not give them love. But Bishamon beat FTR for the IWGP Tag Team Championship at Wrestle Kingdom. They defended against TMDK and Tanahashi and Okada. They beat both of those teams. They become they were double IWGP and strong tag team champions, and uh, once again they beat TMDK and the War Dogs in those and out for those belts. And then, like you mentioned, one World Tag League for the third time in a row, just um, unbelievably consistent. Like I said, I just it's, I'm so proud of like a guy like Yoshihashi who I watched lose for years. Fans, literally, people just used to call him a loser. He was this, he was that. And since he's joined the team with Gozo, he is legitimately a champion and one of the best tag. And then, like you said, they're two of the best tag team workers in the world. I've always been a big Hiroki Goto fan. Uh, you know, he may not ever win that illustrious uh, thing that the only elusive thing that he's ever not had in his career, which was is the IWGP World Championship. He may not ever do that in his career, but man, is he one of the best wrestlers? If you look up Goto's resume, he is legit. He is a legend in his own right. And, uh, yeah, man, I have to give a shout-out. And I know we're not doing trios, but, like, you mentioned House of Black earlier, but I have to give a shout-out to the trios champion in New Japan, Tanahashi, Okada, and Ishii. Those dudes are just killing it. And the only thing those, – those belts are makeshift. They're not necessarily ever protected. But since Okada, Tanahashi, and Ishii has gotten those belts, the trios belts have been in great hands, of course, when you have legends like those three holding on to them. So – have to get them love, but Bishamon, like you said, definitely the number one tag team in the world. If you ask, if you ask well, me, especially, especially with we're getting Tanahashi and Zack Sabre Jr. now, so you know that comes right. from them holding the titles. But uh, it said, and I'll, I'll thank you for this, Monty, as well. So open up the New Japan world because, like you said, sometimes certain years you might be struggling in a few places, but you know to go to New Japan and be able to see that now, and I'm trying to keep up with it monthly even though they do so many shows, like, they do a lot. and stuff like that. Like, oh. But, um... They no, just no, finished their it. last show leading up to Tokyo Dome, so if you want to catch up, you can try that, but trust me, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like I said, great tag team of the year. Up next, the man of the year. So we do man, woman, and overall wrestler. So, man of the year. Uh, and Monty, seen as a talk total of you, you can go first for man of the year. <laughs> Yeah, man, I thought uh, I, I was gonna say this was easy, but it wasn't because you can consider so many uh, great wrestlers. I think we we've had some shouts early, but I'm gonna just keep it keep it simple. Like you mentioned, we talked about Roman Reigns' championship reign and just the inconsistency of it, and just how 
three matches in a year. I mean, that's how, that's borderline unacceptable, really. But man, Gunther, the champion's champion again. Someone I've watched be dominant for a long damn time, whether it was NXT UK champion uh, to where he is now. To to just think about how he's been able to just make it a thing. I feel like it's a done deal. Whenever he gets the world title, I don't know when it's gonna happen. Whenever he gets it, he's probably gonna have it for well over 200, 300 days <laughs> because that's just what Gunther does. He's unbelievably dominant. And I was going to, before I chose Dragon Off finisher, James, I was going to put Gunther's finisher, which is none at all. Whatever he wants to do to you at the end of a match. <laughs> Shout out to Gunther. That's the man of the year, in my opinion, because honestly, it doesn't matter if it's The Miz, which they had another great match too on the latest Raw. And then whether it's The Miz, whether it's Chad Gable, doesn't matter who you throw him in there with. Uh, Gunther has been able to get a solid to really good performance out of them and just make them wrestle. Like I said, I've never seen the Miz wrestle like this, in my opinion. That's, that, like, that's how good Gunther is. And he just he makes you believe, even when though we feel like no one has a chance. It's kind of funny how Roman does the same thing, but it's completely different with Gunther, man. Yeah. Right, that was an excellent choice. Uh, Jack C, what about you? Who's your man of the year? Um, so for my man of the year, I actually kind of had had a bit of a think about this. And overall, I'm going with Brian Danielson. Um, he's really given us some of some amazing five star matches of the year. To be honest, um, you know, if you want to argue uh, from him versus Okada to him versus Zack Sabre Jr., um, even him versus Brody King, him versus Andrade, like he's just like he's been killing it. In all of his matches so overall with consistency even with a fucking broken orbital bone brian danielson do you know what that's an excellent pick because even going through the matches like we'll be rated throughout the shows danielson's name popped up more times than i even thought we was going to and that he said yeah. that's a guy that's had two major injuries you know broken arm yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, consistent. Uh, Gina, what about you then? Or should I just put Ricky Stark? No, I actually have Brian Danielson written down. So for the exact same reasons, he's just been consistent all year with injury and he's still been relevant on our scene. So he's just he's just been there and to be honest i i love that monty went with gunther because i didn't think of him and he definitely deserves it but my my first choice was brian danielson yeah mine's kind of similar to monty a little bit but just you know it, it's Ilya Dragunov. like he's my man of the year there is no one i enjoy watching wrestling watch wrestle more than him in a certain way just for the intensity that he brings even baron corbin who's like the nicest guy in wrestling, will get fucked up. Ilya doesn't give a shit. And he's carrying NXT now as the champion that he was on NXT UK. So I'm just so pleased he's in this position. And, you know, we talk about Gunther. He is ready to dethrone him. Whether that happens next year, whatever it is. I mean, Gunther could hold title for how long he wants, but Dragunov, mm-hmm. I think, is the guy. Uh, and it's so happy on the NXT. And like I said, every performance is a great match as well. Uh, so that's our men of the year. So we move on to women. And Gina, who is your woman of the year? 
I mean, I'll be surprised if we all don't have the same, to be honest. But I think we, my number one pick definitely is going to Rhea Ripley. She's just bossed it this year. And yeah, I, I, I can't explain anything other than she's just smashed it, not just in the women's scene, but in men's scene as well. You know, every time the Judgment Day have like a segment, she is still a main part of it, you know. Um, she's just killing it. So, Rhea. Uh, do you know what? I didn't even think that's, I, I don't think I class Ripley as a woman. I, I don't, not in that way, but as in like, I just, she's just like another entity. It's Ray Ripley. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I, I'll put her up against anybody in the world. She should you know, have her really own award category in itself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, most like Ray Ripley, but uh, unfortunately, we can't. Uh, Monty, who's your woman of the year? Yeah, man, I think it was a no-brainer. Like I said, I looked for, I looked through AEW. I think Tony Storm deserves a shot just for reinventing herself. But like I said, it was so inconsistent throughout the year when it comes to uh, booking there. I couldn't go there. Like you said, real Ripley, man. And I think you just made my point, James, why she's the woman of the year. She transcends the women's division, you know? Other than that competitive, that awesome match she had with Charlotte that kind of kicked off this this really, really exclamated and kicked off this huge run for her. She She's starting most of every Raw with a promo. She's pretty much the de facto leader, even if her and Damien are, are kind of jockeying for that position. She feels like the leader, you know, no matter what's going on. As a matter of fact, that might be the Judgment Day's downfall whenever they do it. It's probably going to be over leadership at that point. But, you know, there's no leaders there, they claim. But I don't care what anybody says. Everybody does what mommy says, right? So, yeah, man, I think Rhea is just, again, she's the not to say that she's in that China category, but if they ever wanted to go back there and let a woman win a, a male title or whatever, I think Rhea Ripley is the number one choice across the, the entire wrestling business at this point. This is this was her year. She took it over. And, um, yeah, man, the, the, the women's division on Raw was, was just revolved around her. And I've seen some people t- taking shots at her reign, saying there hasn't been a lot of this and that. And I just feel like it's because of how much bigger than everyone, not just literally, but bigger, like you said, the entity, the fact that she just feels like she transcends the entire women's division at this point, even from someone as accomplished and awesome as Bianca. It's like Rhea feels like she's on top of just everyone at this point. So, yeah, I have to give my my love to mom, man. She's she's the one. Yeah. Uh, Jaxie, what about you? Um, honestly, again, Rhea, uh, she really has bossed it. Everything that both Gina and Monty have said really has kind of outshone it. And again, if you look at kind of what happened from ever since COVID and she sort of lost the belt to Charlotte, um, she's worked her way back up and she is now running raw. Like even when she's away for a week or two, everyone's still talking about mommy, you know? So it, it, it's kind of a no brainer to, to actually put her in that position because it's well-deserved. Well, I'm going to let you guys take Ripley uh, and I'll pick someone else because there's so many to choose from. Like you talk about Ray Ripley is the dominant force, but Tony Storm and AEW, Knockouts division in Impact. I mean, Deanna Parazzo, Trinity, you know, Mickey James, Jordan Grace, the list goes on and on. Um, you know, but I think my pick for Woman of the Year is another, it's a bit like my year choice. It's someone who had success in NXT, didn't look like maybe it was going to work out, 
and has come through and is now a champion. So EO Sky for me is uh, my woman of the year because Money in the Bank win and now in a dominant position because we weren't sure if she's going to hold the title for like a month or so, but it looks like now she uh, should be heading to WrestleMania with it. So EO Sky is my woman of the year. Move on to the most biased uh, <laughs> category of the year for me is pay-per-view or PLE. Uh, so, Jaxie, start us off. What is your pay-per-view of the year? Yep, you guessed it. I'm biased. I'm going with All In. Um, it was an incredible experience in itself. Um, you know, even if, like, my overall sort of, like, m- predictions didn't go my way, the experience and just being there live watching AEW when I've done New Japan and WWE now, it was just a bucket list you know, come true. So for me, I have to give it my pay-per-view of the year. Gina? Yeah, spilling, spilling the beer over that little girl was a peak moment. <laughs> Definitely. Uh... Um, I'm actually going to just chime in as well and say mine's is the same. Um, I was there, uh, so it was a whole different experience for me. Um, but I do want to give a special shout out to Wrestle Dream and they gave us that Zack Sabre Jr. Brian Danielson match. So shout out to Wrestle Dream. But my favorite was All In. Uh, mine, I mean, All In, we've already got two. So I'll do my second one then, which is Money in the Bank. Uh, crazy night. Uh, and just so much fun this year. Uh, we've all been spot. People listen to this pretty sick. Could they be like, oh, you've been to all these events, have you, this year? Um, so it's down to Monty. Monty, are you gonna? <laughs> I'm breaking the spell. I'm breaking it. it. I'm breaking it. I'm uh, I'm going unbiased here. <laughs> You're not going <laughs> Rumble. You're not going. Go... <laughs> yeah, I'm not going Raw Rumble. Uh, honestly, I feel like uh, my and as a matter as a matter of fact, and, and usually it feels biased if I say it. That's why I'm not picking it. But I have to give a shout out to Forbidden Door because. Forbidden Door was awesome this year. You know, like you said, the Brian, the Danielson O'Connor stuff, and then you have Omega and Osprey too. Like, come on, man! I thought I thought they 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 really did a great job with that one. That was my favorite AEW show this year. But again, the New Japan guy, the dude, the New Japan guy, loving Forbidden Door for, for AEW. That doesn't sound like a shock. But I'm gonna actually use my memory banks, other than the memory banks of I was there. <laughs> I'm gonna use the memory banks of quality because WrestleMania. You can turn Bro. the sass down in a bit, yo. <laughs> I'm, hey, this is for those fans who sitting at home right now rolling their eyes like, oh my God, all right, you guys were there, we get it. And this is for those people. Anyway. <laughs> oh, oh, because that wasn't you last year, no, Monty? Oh, sorry, sorry. Relax, relax. <laughs> WrestleMania night one. Got some heat, right? You hear that? I love it. I love it. Again, I'm the heel of the show, so I love it. But anyway, WrestleMania night one was literally one of the most solid, beautiful, perfect nights of wrestling that I ever experienced. Like we mentioned before, with Sammy, Sammy and Kevin versus the Usos closing out the show. But don't forget, Charlotte and Rhea Ripley had an absolute banger of a match. Probably the best women's match all year. If you really want, if you really go back and watch it. And it, it was a, it was a special one. Dominic's be, spanking, uh, I mean Dominic being spanked by his father, <laughs> literally in front of a whole bunch of people. You know what I mean? And even Seth Rollins and Logan Paul at that night was a, uh, was a really good time. So I just remember that night being 
really, really special. Uh, and just it's one of the best shows. And if you go back to the predict, if you go back to my ratings, it was was my highest rated show right along with Forbidden Door. So that kind of sealed the deal with me for me. And uh, yeah, I love kind of actually showing you know a, a nice thing that some people may have forgotten. But I feel like night one of WrestleMania was uh, almost perfect night of wrestling. Just for the record, Money in the Bank for me was a high rated show. So my bias was right. there in June, not just December. All right, thank you very much. You were. Uh, <laughs> 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 we'll move on. This was so tough. Uh, I, I might have to rename Match of the Year the Will Ospreay Award. But again, this was hard. So, Gina, what is your Match of the Year? This one was really difficult, but I am going to give it to Ricky Starks versus Brian Danielson at All Out. That was a great match. You had to get one award, didn't you? Just go and watch it yourself. You had to get one. Yeah. Yeah. I like what you did there. Uh, Jack C, match of the year. Okay, so this was really tough. Um, I do have some shout outs, but uh, like in terms of like. match candidates but like overall it was really tough to choose between Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom versus Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay at Forbidden Door and I couldn't decide so I'm going Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay well you got that and Ospreay just had a ridiculous idea like talk about Wrestle Kingdom Forbidden Door with Omega uh versus Zack Sabre Jr. And my match of the year uh, is Will Ospreay versus Speedball Mike Bailey from Bound for Glory. If anybody has not seen this match, this was incredible. No titles on the line. These two guys just... It was like the old-fashioned, you know, the wind-up toys, and they just went until they ran out. And it was incredible. Uh, and I've watched matched a couple of times, even though it was on in October. Just fantastic stuff. Uh, but again, anything for Lost Bray this year uh, probably could be in the list. Monty, what about you? Yeah, man, 100%. I already mentioned a couple of them, but I'm going to say them again. Like I said, Rhea and Charlotte was really, really good from WrestleMania. Uh, Dragunov versus Melo, No Mercy. Shoot, like you said, really all three times was really, really good. Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew, special stuff, special stuff. Uh, I know a lot of people may not remember that triple threat, but that was awesome. Uh, MJF and Danielson deserves love, the Iron Man match, and Swerve and Hangman again. And my last shout-out that I have to say, really second place for me, it's a late bloomer, James. I know you you appreciate this. The only, mo- the best multi-man match, in my opinion, of the year. Trick Williams victory and the Iron Survivor match. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, yeah. that beautiful. Oh my god, I mean, that comeback victory at the end there. Special stuff. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. I actually didn't give my uh shout outs, I only gave like the actual overall. So just going off of what Monty said, I do want to give a few shout outs. Um mm-hmm. there was one recently that just happened, but it was a six man tag between Top Flight, Penta, Vinkingo and Commander. It was on like a rampage. If you haven't yeah. seen it as the main event, please go and see it. It's like jaw dropping you don't expect it. You know, it's pay-per-view worthy. Um, I also need to give a shout-out to the two-out-of-three-fours match between FTR and Bullet Club. That was insane. 
both teams did so well. I honestly didn't know who was going to win that match. Also, I want to give a shout out to the tag team match that recently happened between Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale versus Diamante and Mercedes. Those four tried to kill each other. It was like carnage, everything. Um, and lastly, uh, Trish and Becky for the steel cage match because that was an awesome match. And lastly, Excellent James, choice. you didn't mention it, and I thank you for not mentioning it when you was on your Osprey tirade because the match, the most special for me, my favorite wrestler in the world, the number one contender for the IWGP World Championship, Tetsuya Naito, and his classic match against Will Ospreay in the final of the G1 Climax, where he was literally knocked out on his feet, unconscious, but continued because Will Ospreay helped him through the finish of that match. But man, was it, my heart was into it. I was almost brought to tears since it was almost six years, seven years to the day since Naito won his last G1. And now he finally has a chance of doing his, his one goal left in wrestling, which is to win the main event of Wrestle Kingdom and do the LIJ roll call. Will he beat former, former stablemate Sonata and be able to do it? I can't wait to find that out at Wrestle Kingdom. But yeah, man, best ma- one of the best matches I've ever seen in my life. You're 100% right, Jane. Osprey could be all over this all the time because that's just how he does it. And that's what he's, his output was insane this year. But yeah, man, Naito. G1 Climax Final, that's my match of the year, Naito versus uh, Will Ospreay. Well, if we're doing shout-outs, I also want to shout-out Mercedes Monet versus Kyrie at Battle in the Valley, because that was lit, and I loved that match. Awesome. So, I also yeah, that. Yeah. Slipped my mind on that one. It's crazy to think there's three Osprey matches in three different promotions. <laughs> I mean, again, like you guys exactly. said, though, um, he just had, like, what a year he had, you know, so fair well, play to him. I would say, so the last award that we give out is overall wrestler. And again, this guy has had in a bag. I mentioned <laughs> him as my wrestler of the year last year. He's my wrestler of the year again. It yeah, is... me too. Just mark me down, then. I'll mark <laughs> you down. Uh, well, you know, like, what else can be said about Will Ospreay, Monty, that hasn't, you know, like, the guy just has five-star matches. Like, this what is, he does, man. Is this what, like, you know when Omega and Okada were, like, feuding? Was this yeah. what that was like? What, every time they were in the ring or every time <laughs> Kenny was in the ring, yeah. just five-star matches? Every time, yeah, Kenny was on a, like, tour, yeah, his New Japan run, especially with uh with uh, Okada. But, yeah, it, you can go back to, shoot, Elgin, Jeff Cobb. Kenny was having great matches with whoever you threw him in there with. And I think that's the exact same type of run <laughs> That Osprey is the only difference is that Kenny was usually mostly still in Japan. Osprey is everywhere. He, he's in the he's in the UK killing it with, with people. He's in AEW. He's like you mentioned earlier in Impact. So you know, and also in New Japan. So the fact that he doesn't matter where he goes, and that he still maintains that 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 you know standard is just insane. William Peter Charles Osprey is definitely my choice. My my choice wrestler of the year and i also want to say this james if he does not win it next year it's going to be hard for me not to blame him signing with AEW. because <laughs> that's just how, that's how good he's been year. for so long at this point. please yeah. don't do that to me tony <laughs> keep it going just let will do what he does leave will the hell alone and just put him in the ring with swerve and guys like that you know what i mean just I'm telling you, Will got got the formula. He's he's awesome, and I think he's gonna do great stuff for AEW if they know what they're know what's good for him. Just 
like I said, don't bother Osprey. Book him the right way, and he's going to continue to be top tier. I might have to give it to some. I might force myself to give it to someone else <laughs> next year because that's just he just does he don't miss man. He's like Melo, he don't miss. Well, I think this is the first year that Gunther hasn't had my match of the year. Uh, so because I think the last three or four years he's been up there. Uh, so let's see if we can change that next year. Uh, Jaxie, who's your overall wrestler of twenty twenty three? You bring some really good points up with um uh the uh everything that was done this year. However, I've actually gone Rhea Ripley. Um, you know, in terms of the matches and the caliber of matches she's had, she's been incredible. Um, you know, Monty pointed out night one of was it night one of uh WrestleMania that that uh her yeah, her and um that that's even a match of the the year candidate in itself. Um Rhea also like had, I I didn't actually say this before, but I had a, a a another move of move of the year candidate apart from the spring in the face, which was Rhea's ripcord because she's consistently kind of found creative ways to actually pull it out of nowhere. Um and it, yeah, she's every time it just looks devastating, you know. Um so over overall, like just even her sort of hold on the Judgment Day, her hold on Raw. Her her overall dominance of the WWE fandom, like I I had to give it to Rhea. I completely agree. Like I said, that's why it's overall wrestler, you know, or superstar they call it because Ripley is a superstar and deserves to there. Uh, and Gina, our last one. Then who is the overall wrestler twenty twenty three for you? Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick and stick with my sister and go with uh, Rhea here. She's definitely killed it this year and even when she's not on the promotion, she's still getting mommy chants. I swear like Buddy was in an AEW match and there were mommy chants. Like she's just over everywhere and I I think you know, you can't ask for a better year to be honest for for her Um, and she deserves it. So yeah, Rhea. Yeah, without a doubt. So that's it. I'm sure everybody at home has been fascinated listening to our choice for the ninth annual Dubinar Awards and what a show it was. Uh, let's see, like I said, in a year's time, if we look back and go, what we'll be thinking? Uh, but who knows? And like I said, it's going to be a huge start of the year. As Monty mentioned, Wrestle Kingdom, the Royal Rumble as well. And of course, I'm sure AEW will throw some shit at us. Uh, so <laughs> there's a lot going on. And of course, next week, we have got Part one of our year-end predictions. Uh, it's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait. And maybe a little catch-up on New Japan as well, if we have time. But I think that is it. I'll just ask everybody first, start with Jaxi. Were you happy with choices this year? I am. I actually think I put a lot of effort into this um, this year. Um, and, and again, I think I've probably said this in the previous two end-of-year pods, but I'm really looking forward to, you know, wrestling content next year. We've got so much to come. Um, and that starts not only with day one, but the NXT one and Wrestle Kingdom coming up. Um, so, you know, have a have a good one, guys. But, like, we've got loads of exciting wrestling to go. And it makes a difference who's trying, you know. So that's good. Uh, <laughs> Gina, how do you think you've done this year with your picks? You happy? You happy with wrestling? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm happy with my picks. I'm just hoping that I'm not going to get another Jungle Boy moment because I don't think I'm going to live it down. Well, we'll be here to remind you. Don't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Um, Monty, you and I, we're going to have complaints soon that we're getting too similar. We're going to have to change it up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, stop forcing me to watch so much NXT, you know. I'm, 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 yeah. Whatever. Stop, I don't know what. I don't know what. Force me. Watch your New Japan then. Yeah. <laughs> back at you. <laughs> there we go. That's, I think that's the problem. That's what it is. We're, we're indulging each other's interests. But as far as my list go, I, I'm awesome. I do want to say this, uh, honorable mention. Again, I, I know I said his name when it comes in reference to getting his, getting his face smashed by Ilya Dragunov. But Melo debuted on SmackDown or, you know, they debuted for the U.S. title tournament. So I got to show – I know y'all are probably sick of me showing love to Carmelo Hayes. But he's always one to watch. That's the reason why I went with Trick Williams instead of <laughs> letting everybody know that you need to watch Melo. Just, uh, hey, whenever Melo's on your screen, he's my, he's also one of the highest rated segments on SmackDown. So there you go. They watching Melo. Keep watching, guys. Melo is money, isn't it? Yeah, without doubt. Um, and finally – it wouldn't be me without bringing everybody down. <laughs> and, I, and I don't know why I do it. Oh, my I goodness. Should, should laugh, it's a tradition at this point. Honestly, yeah. And I'm doing it on the Christmas show. But this morning, uh, we had news that my grandma had passed away at the age of 97. Uh, and again, it was a bit of a shock, you know. Uh, but she had a great innings. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and I just thought I'd mention it because... At Christmas time is about spending with your family and you don't know yeah. what could happen. So if you're listening now and you haven't hugged a loved one, uh, a loved one for a change. long time or something like that, then go do it, you know. Uh, no, it's fine, you know. It's like... Um, kind well, of, you all know. the love and your, and your family. Yeah. Yeah, I, I said it's not... It's just, it's unfortunately it happens, you know. But um, with the Christmas spirit or the Christmas period, you know, with people around you as well, just be thankful because you're not sure, you know, what's going to happen next year. <laughs> that, that's the thing about yeah. it. But um, exactly. make, the, make the most of your time. Thank you with my wrestling nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I laugh because I'm nervous. If it, I'm not, you know what I mean? It, it's. Right. It's it's weird, but you know, um I thought I'd mention it. Uh because then it's you know, it's there in time. Mm. Just like um the dubbing well, this podcast that well this podcast uh, recording is dedicated to her then. Yes. Yeah, it is right. Well, love and memory. Uh, and her favourite Christmas song was the Pogues. So I mean I'll just say the boys in the NYPD choir still singing Galway Bay and the bells are ringing out for Christmas Day. So that's it. Don't forget, we're across all social media at the WNR Podcast. I'm at the WNRJI. You can find the entire team on the Twitter banner. Uh, Monty, where can people uh, find and listen to you? Like you said, on the Twitter banner, you can find me on Twitter at my Monty Pod. M-O-N-T-Y is how you spell Monty. So, uh, I had someone ask me, is it E or I? I'm like, come on, dog. It's, it's Y. But it's it's all good. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Check out Mind of Yeah. Check out Mind of Munch on YouTube. Uh, we're coming back with a vengeance next year uh, with the podcast. It's going to be talking about more than just professional wrestling. A little bit of life update. Let you know how a young parent is handling himself 
with a seven month year old daughter who is moving around so much now that I, I'm I have to get back I have to get in better shape, guys. I got to keep up. So just keep up with me, and I'll keep up with my daughter, and we'll I'll tell you all about it on my new month. Shout it out, Jaxie. Where can Jimmy find you? <laughs> um, anyone oh my can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jaxie Scarlet. And Gina, where can people send you weird tweets? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Purple Pain with an E on the end. And the double also on Facebook and Instagram across all Google platforms. Send us an email at double podcast at gmail.com and YouTube double podcast where we'll let us clips of podcasts at the same time on YouTube as the SoundCloud on your phone. Also Spotify and iTunes where you can download, rate, and review there. So that's it. Next episode of Year End Predictions. I'm trying to do an impact show, but you guys don't realise how lazy I am. Uh, so I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. But until then, I've been James Rowlands. And I was joined by the fantastic Jaxie Scarlett. I wish you a very Merry Christmas, Jackson. I know maybe a bit spiky, but, you know, hopefully we can sort <laughs> things out by the time the year-end predictions happen. We always do. You know, we've, we've gone almost four years now, so we'll get, the, we'll, we'll get through oh, it. Um, God, how depressing been fun. is that? <laughs> what <are> you saying? <laughs> it's been fun hanging with you guys. I hope everyone has a great Christmas break and a lovely New Year's, and that includes all of you listeners. Thank you for listening, everyone. And, of course, the mind of Monty. Monty, thank you very much for joining us, even though we know how busy you are. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Hey, just add another thing to the list. Add another thing to the list. We're good. We're good. We're going to keep moving. We're going to move forward. Next year, like you said, it's going to be a big year in wrestling and just in general. So I'm looking forward to being a part of the fam and keeping everything going. Without a shadow of a doubt. And the genius of Gina. I bet you're rubbing your hands in glee for year-end predictions the next couple of shows. <laughs> I'm just I'm just polishing my crown, to be honest. So, um, you know, preparing it for mm. next year as well. <laughs> so it's been great fun. And to be fair, I've, I've shocked myself this year. So we'll see what I'm going to do next year. Yeah, well, we'll find out what happens. But like I said, year-end next week. But until then... Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, Bye.